You're listening to Radio Galari, Brim's community station. Papa Dijang. It is Dijuan when you think of how far Dot West has come since coming to the Kimberley in 1977 and then taking up Aboriginal media in 1987 as a volunteer, a staff member and a manager up there at Warangaru Radio. She's received local acknowledgements along the way with the, the Glory Nadek Award focus here in the West Kimberley, her national Accolades have also come in thick and fast over the years. She was appointed an honorary doctorate back in 2014. Must have been a good year for Dot because she also established the Kulari's Writers Group. And I guess it all first started with humble beginnings when you think of the Tadawali Awards back in 2005 and then to be recognised for her work on the circuit too back in uh, 2008. Uh, since then, there's been much uh, credits on uh, the mainstream front, uh, the Logies with uh, Big Cuz and uh, Little Jay. There's been much partnership with Screen West, SBS Television, First Nations Media. She's uh, chaired that for a number of years, the list goes on. It's humbling uh, to have her before us. Dot, welcome back to these very first studios where it all uh, began for you many, many years ago. Thank you, Sandy. Yes, um, I remember, um, what was it, in 1991 when this studio was at the back of Mama Belongian Resource Centre and we did the official opening of the studio and you were sitting in the pre-production area. You hadn't started on radio then, but you were very interested and you wanted to do it. And I um, feel so proud that I've helped to play a role in you getting on air. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just amazing um, seeing your developments, Andy. Dot, it's all about your achievements because if it wasn't for the likes of you through the humble beginnings with radio, writing, uh, working with imagery on the big screen, our Indigenous women out there would still be being raped in colonial-style fashion, our men out there would be drunks, Aboriginal people, First Nations people of this country would still look like hobos and lost out there in their own landscape. All of the moves you've made over the years have subtly uh, created a, a turning point in uh, the imagery in how people are thinking. Now, getting on to mainstream media, the partnership with SBS, you play a big role there. Yeah, I'm a, um, I'm a non-executive director on SBS. This is my final year on the board. 
Um, and so that would be 10 years I've served on the SBS board. I first went on it when NITV first, um, went to, um, to SBS to make it their home. And, um, I just felt that it was important to have a, uh, Indigenous person on the board when that, um, transition happened and to help, um, help that move, but also to help cement First Nations media, uh, within SBS itself. So I hope I've played, certainly played a role within that. But Sandy, you know, I, I suppose we don't, we don't walk these paths by ourselves, right? Um, in terms of being able to create our stories strongly, in terms of um, developing our media organisations and all that. Uh, we don't walk, walk it alone. There are many people, including yourself, that have um, played a significant role in um, in what we do as First Nations media, and um, it's the it's it's the collective of all of us that has strengthened our um, our imagery, our sound, and our organisations that support our media workers our volunteers and our voices. So, you know, it's it's a collective um, effort by all of us, I reckon. Doc, what made you get into media to begin with? Well, when I first started in media, I was a wee, what was it, 14, 15-year-old, and I worked for Aboriginal Publications Foundation. It was a... Um, it was a... Um, organization that produced a monthly newspaper and a quarterly glossy magazine distributed across Australia and the world. So um, I first got in there as a subscription secretary looking after all the subscribers and then I started to um, become Auntie Dot on the pages as well as uh, um, trying my hand at a bit of poetry and getting some poems published. So I first started, um, I first started with them. And when I came up to the Kimberley region in 1977, it was while I was working for Aboriginal publications and I came up to report on, um, the by-elections of the late, uh, Mr. Ernie Bridge. And when I got to the Kimberley, I never looked back. I sent my resignation back and stayed. So it was, it was Derby Town that, um, that got me in the first instance. <laughs> you would thought media would take such a twist as it has done since you started in the early days writing for that magazine. Yeah, look, you know, so like I, um, I never really thought that I never really thought that media was going to be my career back then. Um, you know, I even though I penned a few poems, I sort of struggled to even write a business letter. You know, you gotta understand that um I finished high school midway through second year high. So my education was re you know, limiting. Um, I tried a couple of times at business college. Um, and I, I didn't think that, um, that media was my area. 
I even studied um, accounting at one stage. So uh, with uh, with Bulungari Aboriginal Corporation up in Kununurra, I was a trainee accountant administrator. So I studied accounting, thinking that doing numbers was gonna was gonna be right for me. But um, I soon learnt that uh, no, it wasn't right for me, and it was purely by accident. I think that I got back into media. Wayne Binder at the time was um, was helping to establish Warringati Radio in Kununurra and he needed someone to operate the equipment for him. I was sitting home um, basically on a single mother's pension and volunteering for all sorts of things and so he thought he'd ring me and see if I could operate the equipment while he went to air. And I just sort of said to him, hey, Wayne, look, I, I can't even put my stereo together and you want me to, you know, put <laughs> put songs and, and interviews to air. He's going, no, nah, it's all right. It's pretty easy. Just come in. I'll give you a half-hour training. And that's how it all began. Well, that's how it began once again for me in the media um, back in... What was it? 1987. Yeah, 1987. Um, That's how I got back into media and it was through radio. You qualified with a Bachelor of Arts in Communication back in 1998. What was that like, going back to study? Um, it It was challenging. You know, it was it was challenging going back to study, but I suppose I'd reached a point in my career back then that where um, I'd sort of taught all that I had to you and Joe Edgar, you know, Robert Lean, Ivanka McEwen, Kelrick Martin, Adele Cox, you know, our first um, our first uh, broadcast journalists back in the day, and I yeah I sort of felt that I'd, I'd, I'd given all that I had and I needed to go and get an education. So, um, yeah, I studied uh, Bachelor of Arts in Media Studies with uh, Edith Cowan and it was great, you know. It was, it was, it was really good to, um, I suppose, start to try and formalise some of my thinking into assignments where um, we analysed uh, content on screen and looked at how I particularly looked at how our people were being treated on screen, you know, whether it was the cam- camera angles, whether it was the shadowing of our characters on screen. And um, it was it was really through that type of education, that understanding of the power of of the images that we see that I think helped to influence me to then want to pursue a career in screen. And uh, just fast-forwarding as you're a board member of Golari and also a part of Ramu Production, you also have uh, the writers' group uh, busy uh, from uh, year in, year out. There's been some uh, fantastic work uh, coming from uh, that direction. You've developed 
characters from your own observation, your work with the circuit and uh, Big Cousin, Little D, how did uh, they give you that that extra footing to be able to take you to feel and believe in yourself to where you are now? Look, it's, you know, it's a, I think it's a, it's a long journey and, um, I really, you know, even today I sit and doubt myself and I don't think you ever stop doubting yourself. Um, and it's, um, it's, it's really, trying to find strength within um within yourself and with people around you to um put pen to paper and write stories i think the galari writers group has been a fantastic um journey seeing the development of uh local um new and emerging writers as well as established writers that come back into the room jubby clark for instance you know she's um when she's in Broome, she's in the room with us and it's 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 wonderful to see um see new stories being developed and also new talent being developed yeah take a look at gary hamaguchi yeah he was he was working in the mines and he wanted to get into media. He started to come to the Galari Writers Group. And, you know, I just don't think that young man has looked back. He's developed um, um, short films. He's in post-production for a documentary series as we speak, you know. it's And it's it's amazing what uh, what they've achieved. Melody... Look at Mel, Melody dear. Hey, she's, um, she's done her first play and, um, also that play has now been published by Mugabulla Books. And then, then we go to, mm, gotta mention her, my own granddaughter, Tani Carter. She joined us last year and, um, her piece of writing has, um, is being published in, um, in an SBS publication of emerging writers. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, you know, Nari Pigram, you know, she's just, she's just amazing as well because, um, because she's, um, she's, she's been developing her skills in, in dramaturge, you know, so helping, helping our, our emerging playwrights realize their their story on stage so you know i could keep going on about on about them it's just you know i'm just very proud of all our writers and maddie hey maddie francis he hosted the corrugated lines um um opening at uh the luggers where we had a night of ghost stories and he just he was just amazing in that, putting the stories together, but also hosting the night. So, you know, I could go on about all of them, but very proud of them. What does this acknowledgement mean for you in Australian order? Um, I suppose in the in the very first instance, what it does is that it shines a light not necessarily on me, but in the first instance, it shines a light on First Nations media 
It shines a light on our organisations, our people that work within those organisations, and also our industry as a whole, our First Nations media industry. So it shines a light on on that. And for myself personally, um, I'm honoured, <laughs> you know, to, to have that recognition. But as I say, um, for me to gain that recognition, I haven't walked the path alone. There's been many people on that path with me as we develop this industry. The awards happen in around October with the presentations you mentioned? Yeah, apparently, um, you know, they have a, have something at, at um, Government House about September, October this year. So what do they call it, an investiture or something? So they'll have something then. Dot, I just want to ask one question to come full circle. Mm -hmm. Your late mother mm -hmm. starred in the film Stark. It was Ben Elton's movie Stark. She played a, a fantastic role there. Could you imagine uh, now and looking back to being involved in the very industry that that launched her late in life. Yeah, look, um, you know, I, I, I suppose, you know, I, I look at my mother and think yeah, she, you know, she, she started to strut the stage very late in life. Um, you know, it was after Dad passed away when she was able to, able to, um, to pursue, pursue that career. I'm not quite sure whether she saw it as pursuing a dream or not. Um, but she was also in Sally Morgan's Sister Girl as well. Um, and that's, that was her first foray into, um, into acting. And it's, it's just that she had, you know, she had two sisters, Annie Jude Wilkes, Annie Dot Collard. She had two sisters that were performing. She had nieces that were performing. She had grandchildren that were performing um, on stage and on screen. And she sat back. I remember her sitting back one day and she's going, I could do that. I could do that. And many, many years later, she did it. So, you know, it's, um, it's quite amazing. Yeah. So did her daughter with an Australian acknowledgement on uh, the highest level when you think of uh, the having an, an, an award such as uh, that, Dot West, it's been an honour having you here in the studio as a recipient of uh, uh, the honours list in recognition in the Order of uh, Australia. Thank you for giving us time. Thank you, Sandy. <laughs>